Welcome to the Mind Design Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon, and in each episode, I'll be talking about sports psychology with the guest speaker. If you want to design your sports experience, you've come to the right place. If you want more tips and insights on how to improve your sports performance mentally, check out our website and other podcasts at mind-designsports.org. Today we are talking with George Steffi, a member of the U.S. ski team who played soccer in high school and was valedictorian. He attended Dartmouth College and will be speaking with us today about his experience skiing and the mental side of it. I'm Emma, a blog writer at Mind Design Sports, and I know George. Thank you again for being here, George, and to discuss with me and Brandon. So I guess our first question would be um, whether you could introduce yourself and cover anything that you'd like to say. Yeah, uh, my name's George Steffi. I'm a professional alpine ski racer. I'm 23 years old right now. Grew up skiing there in New Hampshire. Went to high school at Stratton Mountain School Winter Sports Academy in Vermont. From there, graduated in 2015 as the valedictorian and then uh, was accepted to Dartmouth senior year there. And I made the national training group, sort of like a feeder program for the U.S. team. And skied well that year and the U.S. team from there. And I've been racing for the U.S. team for, oh gosh, this is my fourth or fifth year now and taking classes where I can at Dartmouth, where I can fit them in. And uh, yeah, I've worked my way up to the B team now, and I race World Cup circuit and the Continental Cup circuits. Right now, the only one of those that's happening is the European Cup. The North American Cup's not, not happening this year. Yeah, sounds good. And online, it said that you were a valedictorian in high school, so you must have taken and focused on a lot of, like, difficult classes so how did you like manage your time and maybe if you could provide some tips for like athletes that don't have a lot of time yeah uh with ski racing especially it's all about time management the way i look at it you can kind of choose between three things in school um there's you know obviously your academics and then there's uh, your athletics and your social life you can kind of pick two or three so i picked athletics and academics didn't really worry about you know my social standing and partying and all that so yeah that's just what i directed my focus and time to and yeah where i put my effort into. could you maybe um speak to us about how your mentality changed from high school to division one college level yeah so i i never actually raced for dartmouth i just raced for uh, my high school and then for the u.s team but i would say it's definitely like a growing process you know you race in high school and kind of race locally and, and nationally, not too much international racing, a little bit here and there. But I'd say the biggest thing was sort of like understanding the depth of the competition on the international level and understanding how much harder you have to push it and, and send it in skiing to kind of keep moving up because there's just so much depth at the European level. So you kind of every tenth of a second is you know, cost more, there's there's more people stacked in there. So really, yeah, learning how to push myself harder to, uh, you know, match that intensity that, that comes with the international competition. Yeah, of course. And back to the soccer, um, how do you think, how did your mentality change from a team sport to an individual sport like skiing? So obviously, the team sport's a little different, you know, I'd say it's definitely easier to kind of get in the right mentality. And it's easier to kind of like, build that mentality when you're in a group because all it really takes is kind of one person with the right spirit and it's it's easier to jump on and and kind of go along with and ride off of that you know whereas you know individually it's you know 100 percent up to you manifests itself a lot more 
in an individual sport. So it's just that much more important. So I, I'd say, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I take a little more seriously in ski racing versus in soccer because it plays such a bigger role in the outcome of your performance. You know, in a team sport like soccer, you know, maybe you're not having a, a great day, you know, maybe miss a few passes, maybe even miss, you know, a PK shot or something like that. It doesn't have nearly the kind of effect on, on the outcome of the of the competition, whether you kind of bring your A game or not. Definitely take it a little more seriously and have a little more ownership over my mentality for sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But um, as a former soccer captain, were there any elements you needed to bring to your team to kind of establish a certain mentality and to try and lift them up after a bad game? Yeah, sure. The mentality isn't all that much different sport to sport. You know, you're kind of trying to get everybody into that cool, confident state where they're, you know, they believe in themselves. They believe in themselves and they, you know, uplifted enough to give it 100%, but not, you know, um, so hyped up that they, um, you know, can't can't focus or can't can't keep it consistent throughout the game. Definitely, like you know, on the soccer field, you know, trying to get people into that sort of this, the same mentality that you would for a ski race, more or less, which was an interesting experience in high school for me because I don't winter sports academy. Everybody there, everybody on my team was either a ski racer, an alpine ski racer, Nordic ski racer or snowboarder so it's interesting to kind of get everybody together and and see all those different mindsets at play together on the soccer field yeah thanks for that and i'm just gonna push them to um skiing questions now so how did you get how did you first get into skiing competitively and yeah i mean it's more of a rare sport so that's why we're asking yeah so when i was growing up i lived for a few years in before i moved to new hampshire i lived for a few years in um Virginia, and then New York, and we would do family ski vacations to the Northeast and to the to the West, and absolutely loved it, skiing on those vacations, and uh, when we moved to New Hampshire when I was five or six years old, I just asked my parents to sign me up for whatever program had the most skiing in it, and it was the racing program. Unfortunately, we were only about 10 minutes away from a little ski hill in New Hampshire, so that's where I got involved, got started there at the Dartmouth Skiway. And yeah, my passion for it kind of grew from there. I fell in love with the sport and spent as much time as I possibly could skiing and training. And we actually had a, we grew up on a farm in New Hampshire. We actually had a, a field in our backyard that was on a pitch. And my sister, my twin sister also ski raced and sort of became a family obsession. And we would, um, we would actually take a snowmobile out and pack down the snow in this field and set a course and train with a snowmobile. Dad would tow us up and we'd ski down. We'd lap after lap when we didn't have training with our race program um, at the local mountain. So that's sort of how it started. And then, uh, yeah, my love for ski racing definitely grew from there as I got more and more into it, more competitive throughout high school and then obviously afterwards too. So could you tell us a little bit about how your mental state can impact your performance and given on how it actually impacts skiing in general? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of sports, um, but especially ski racing, your mindset is, I mean, kind of, I don't know, I'd say at least, you know, half the game. Half the game is uh, getting your skiing up to, you know, a competitive level, and the other half is being able to perform on race day. I mean, that's, that other half is obviously all about your, your mindset. And, you know, I've spent a fair bit of time studying sports psychology and 
reading books, listening to podcasts, and, and so forth. And I'd say that every athlete has a slightly different take on it. And I'd say in general, um, finding the mindset that works best for you in terms of performance on race day is something that, that definitely has to come from within you. It can't really be necessarily something that you can just, you know, copy from another athlete or what you've heard or, or read somewhere else. But, you know, something that really you've kind of learned from yourself and from, you know, bits and pieces elsewhere that you can kind of put together into a, a mindset and an approach that works for you and, and kind of reflects who you are at the deepest level. Really. So for me personally, like the mindset that I try and take to race day is a really like an, an aggressive kind of attacking mindset, which kind of reflects who I am as a, per, as a person because I'm a pretty intense, uh, aggressive person. It, it's definitely like an individual process in terms of finding what works for you, but it's it's hugely important and it's it's yeah, a huge part of the game in ski racing. So before a race, like, do you have like a plan or procedure to help you get in your best focus state? Like, is there do you do like breathing techniques or listen to a certain type of music? Yeah, I mean, my general strategy is to kind of stay pretty relaxed until it's time to get going. I don't. There's you know, there's no point in in at a holding trying to hold a heightened state of arousal you know longer than you need to so sort of after inspection um i try to you know start to kick in the gear and yeah i use things like yeah breathing techniques to you know calm my nerves or or get myself a little more fired up depending on where i am at the at the moment and then um yeah i usually you know visualize the skiing that i want and then kind of lock in on on something for me that kind of pisses me off and and fires me up whether it's you know somebody that beat me that I don't think should have or you know coach that said something to me uh, that I didn't like or you know whatever it is that day I sort of yeah lock in on something get fired up and kind of lock into that racing mindset that um, I try to bring to every competition just a follow-up question you were talking about like finding the mindset that fits right fits best for you so how can a young athlete like kind of try and see which mindset and like what are the mindsets that you're you're referring to i'd sort of see it as like a kind of a spectrum from like more of like a relaxed kind of uh not passive but almost like kind of a flowy mindset versus like um a little more intense a little more like kind of a, an attacking mindset or sort of like the two ends of the the spectrum and it obviously varies not only does it vary person to person but it also varies sport to sport the kind of mindset that that works best and alpine ski racing in, in particular is a you know a sport where you're throwing yourself downhill at pretty high speeds and something that kind of takes a lot of uh courage and gumption i guess to kind of get yourself to do it so for me the more like kind of playful mindset isn't quite as effective as like a kind of more aggressive angry attacking mindset and yeah i'd say you know I'd say for people trying to figure out what, what sort of mindset works best, look at, um, talk to people in the sport, you know, listen to podcasts, read books on, on different athletes um, in your sport um, or other sports too. It's helpful to get a bigger picture of it as well. See what's out there and really understand like the different mindsets, you know, different professional athletes are bringing uh, to competition. And then I guess kind of uh, understand your personality enough to kind of see where you can fit into one of those you know maybe you're a more kind of 
happy-go-lucky person and you're going to fall into more of a playful mindset and that's that's what's going to work best for you or maybe you're more of a competitive aggressive person and uh, uh, you're going to fall into that other end of the spectrum I, I guess it's just kind of understanding where you personally fit into that sort of spectrum yeah and so um, obviously injuries are extremely disheartening for any athlete so can you tell us how you recuperated from the knee injury and how your mindset might, might have played a role during your recovery process yeah, for sure. Yeah, I blew out my knee in 20, 2018 and missed yeah missed the 2018-19 season. Did my PCL and MCL. Was off snow for about 10 months or so. And yeah, obviously getting injured is one of the toughest things athletes can face in their careers. But it was really about, instead of looking at it with kind of a victim mentality of like, oh no, you know, why does this have to happen to me? This is going to set me back into more of a, I guess, optimistic kind of mindset in, in seeing how you could actually use it to your advantage. And so for me, it was kind of being able to take a step away from the sport and, and kind of understand, you know, my weaknesses, my flaws, what I needed to work on and how I could get there. And, and really, honestly, is understanding how big a role like the, the mental game really plays in ski racing, um, I thought was, was pretty big for me. And Seeing that from a distance kind of gave me confidence in my comeback because I was like, all right, even if I get back to, you know, 90% of, of where I was in, before in terms of speed, if I'm better mentally, which I think I can use this time off snow to become, um, then I can more than compensate for what I'm lacking in speed through mental performance and your mental strength. So that definitely gave me confidence and I started to look at it more as a, as an opportunity instead of a, a setback, and that was that was usually beneficial for me uh, in returning to snow and in returning to competition as well. How has your ski training been impacted by the pandemic? Yeah, uh, it's it's been impacted quite a bit. Our season last year was canceled pretty abruptly. We were actually getting ready to we were in Europe, getting ready to drive to another race series, and at 4 a.m. or so, our coaches woke us up and basically told us that the rest of the season was canceled, or at least the upcoming events were, and that we had to get back to the U.S. because they were shutting down the borders soon. And so we just we just packed up and, and left that morning. So, yeah, our last season was, was shut down early, and then we weren't able to do any on-snow camps until about June. Uh, and then through the summer, we were only able to do domestic on snow camp so we were at mount hood in oregon and copper mountain in colorado and, and we were a little limited there in volume and different kinds of terrain and slopes that we usually get through our international camps we usually go to new zealand and uh, sometimes do a camp in in europe in the glaciers there um, sometimes south america so we were definitely a little bit compromised there um, but we got to spend more time in the gym Kind of did what we could there, uh, and then this season uh, has changed quite a bit logistically. It's just been a little bit trickier in terms of testing and, and all that. We, you know, managing the, the bubbles of each racing and training pod within our team has you know been a little bit tricky because you're not trying to overlap bubbles, but you know you also have people that you know are going to work in with two different groups. So um, it's been difficult. It's been a challenge, but. Um, I'd say we've been making the most of it and actually doing, we've actually been doing pretty well, all things considered. We were able to get a pretty good prep 
period in. And, you know, so far races have kind of gone off with pretty minimal cancellations. So, you know, that's, that's pretty, uh, fortunate in the, the grand scheme of things. Um, yeah. So obviously this pandemic is really abnormal, more of a once in a lifetime kind of thing for anyone. But do you have any advice for athletes on what they can do during the pandemic to keep progressing and also in general? Yeah, I mean, get creative and instead of using this pandemic as an excuse for why you can't, the kind of training you want, you know, figure out what you can do and do it to the absolute best of your ability. Like for example, um this spring, um all the gyms were closed, right? And um, our training facility was closed. And what I did actually, instead of letting my uh, dryland training, you know, take a become compromised, I borrowed a whole bunch of equipment from our training facility in Park City, Utah, a bunch of weights and uh, you know barbell and all sorts of stuff, and rented a storage unit in the area and moved all that equipment in there and, and basically made like a little home gym out of it in a storage unit, which I worked out of all, all spring. And, you know, there's other options like, you know, f- figure out what your weaknesses are and, and figure out how you can address them given the compromised circumstances. So, you know, maybe spend more time analyzing video, maybe, you know, spend more time, uh, maybe if you're a soccer player, you know, spend more time doing drills, uh, working on the, on the fundamentals and, you know, some of your footwork and, and so forth. So, you know, just figure out what you can do, and instead of making excuses, take advantage of you know the time to to work on some of your weaknesses. So I guess we were also kind of wondering how the pressure. Obviously, you're a skier who performs at a very high level, and so we were kind of wondering how you deal with that pressure and how it might differ from other pressure in other aspects of your life. To a certain extent, it's kind of the first time you find yourself in a position that you haven't been in like you know maybe you're leaving after the first run and you know going into the second round or maybe it's your first time qualifying for the second round or something like that you know those those moments are obviously you know going to be nerve-wracking but the more you go through those kinds of experiences the easier it gets the more confidence you gain yourself that you, that you can do what you're trying to do and i'd say one of the biggest pieces is just you know directing your attention and your focus so whether you focus on you know, outside factors or variables you can't control, like, you know, maybe how fast somebody else skied or something that hasn't even happened yet, like, you know, how you're going to ski the second round. Um, instead of focusing on things like that, uh, just focusing on, you know, what you can control and, and what's going to help you ski well. So whether it's your technical or tactical cues or, you know, maybe something that just gets you fired up and, and in the right mentality to, to race. Um, practicing and you know becoming more skilled at maintaining that that focus of attention in you know high stress situations absolutely um moving towards like the more sports psychology side what is the mentality that you try to maintain throughout the season maybe it's like a sports psychology concept that's really helped you persevere or a motto that you live by i i'd say like something that i try to live by is is basically just you know putting my absolute best effort forth every single day so in ski racing it's you know preparing to the fullest for your next session you know going out there and um having a plan and, and doing your absolute best to execute it and then you know, reflecting learning and moving on throughout the season i like to try and keep a, a confident but not too serious mindset 
you know, ski racing is a pretty long season. And so it's easy. You know, it, it always has its ups, ups and downs, no matter how good you are. And so it's, it's easy to kind of get caught in either of those peaks or troughs and, and kind of just keeping relatively steady, uh, keeping your confidence and not taking anything, you know, too seriously, including yourself. I'd say is, is sort of what I, I go for throughout the season, not lose sight of, of the bigger picture and not lose sight of actually enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, that's completely right. And I think we were also kind of wondering, we all, you've spoken to us about how you prepare for the race and how you feel before it actually begins, but are you actually thinking of anything whilst you're racing or at the end of it? Yeah, I mean, in the course, um, I usually have um, either some cues that I'm running through my head or, you know, maybe it's um, uh, a feeling in my head that I'm, I'm trying to go for. Um, it sort of depends on the situation of the day. Um, but yeah, I, I usually have something, you know, short and simple that I have in my head that I'm trying to do or execute that's yeah, definitely running through my head while I'm, I'm skiing. And then, you know, I come through the finish and usually kind of immediately kind of go in a state of reflection and just kind of think about it for a second. You know, did I do what I was trying to do? What could I have done better? You know, what, what did I do well? What, what were the mistakes? What were, you know, what worked? What didn't? Uh, and then once I sort of, sort through that. Um, I usually make a plan for uh, how I can um, do better next run. Yeah, definitely. And how do you like respond to difficult training sessions? Maybe like after a race, you didn't do that well. Maybe do you like do positive self-talk, for example, or any other methods? I mean, I try to look at, um, I try and take the approach that really the only setback in ski racing is getting injured. And even then, sometimes that's not necessarily a setback. Sometimes you can use that to your advantage. But I just try and look at everything not as a setback, but, you know, if the outcome doesn't go the way I want, instead of seeing it as, you know, something that's, you know, putting me backwards, I, I try and extract any kind of positive um, out of it or, or even something that I've learned out of it and, you know, use that moving forward um, uh, to my benefit. Um, and so... In that, in that sense, you're kind of, even if something doesn't go exactly um, the way you want it to, and it's not the outcome you're looking for, it sort of becomes, you know, almost like it's all part of the plan. Like it's all, you know, just steps along the way, keeping, continuing to move you forward, no matter what the, what the, what the outcome is. So, yeah, I'd say that, that's sort of the um, approach I try to take. Just so that, like, athletes can connect with you, would you mind, like, sharing an instance where you face something tough, maybe, like, you fell in a race or really anything yeah i'd say a good example last season or i'll even do something more relevant this season i had a pretty tough start uh to the season skied pretty darn poorly um through december and i couldn't really figure out why and uh it ultimately um a big piece of it wound up being i was on a different boot that wound up being a little bit stiffer that was affecting my skiing so i i switched back the boot I was in earlier and after, you know, a whole bunch of, of pretty piss poor races, um, I was able to come back in January and have a good set of races in slalom, um, at the, some European cups. Um, you know, it's, it's the same approach that I was talking about earlier that I kind of, you know, said to myself, I know I can do it. I know I can ski fast and I know I've done it before. And I started to bring out that good skiing then in training. And then going into the races, you know, I kind of was just like, okay, well, 
I'm just going to go for my, um, uh, the, you know, the, the kind of scheme I've been putting forward in, in training. I'm going to give it some gas and see where that puts me. And it put me in a pretty darn um, good position uh, for a couple of slalom races there. So that was, yeah, that was sort of rebounding from really tough November, December uh, into a stronger um, start to January. And so kind of how do you try and improve? Do you reflect on past races or kind of focus on some of your goals that you like to achieve in the next couple of years? Yeah, it's usually a very day-to-day, even run-to-run process for me. So, you know, run-to-run, I really analyze, you know, what was what was working, what wasn't in terms of, you know, cues and, and what I'm thinking about and what I'm trying and how that, you know, how that um, manifests in my skiing. So, like, maybe... The, the cool thing about skiing is, you know, you're going for this, A, there's a hundred different ways to ski fast, and there's a hundred different ways you can think about, um, you know, getting a particular movement that might help you ski fast. So uh, you can have all sorts of different cues for, um, you know, one kind of movement, like, uh, for example, flexing your boot more. You could have a cue like uh, pulling your feet behind you or, you know, pushing into the front of the boot or, you know, a whole bunch of different variants off of that. Um, and so you kind of just have to keep playing with cues and, and figure out, you know, what kind of outcomes they give you uh, um, and, you know, take those and, you know, hang on to the ones that work and, you know, keep moving through the ones that don't work as well for you. And that's sort of the process that happens on a run-to-run basis. And then, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it's you kind of take a slightly broader look at it, you know, analyze video, um, see maybe some things that you weren't quite feeling in, in training or racing, and, and, you know, you're able to do a little more comparison uh, between different athletes, and then you can, you know, you know, bring it back to the, uh, the smaller level and figure <laughs> out what sort of cues uh, are going to help you get to the different, you know, body position or, or uh, you know, line you're trying to execute. But um, you're still probably, like, pretty competitive, and a lot of people know you. Um, how have you dealt with like the recognition or maybe what would be your advice to like handle like everyone talking about you or your play style? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd say it's all a matter of, you know, where you're directing your focus and attention. For me, I could care less about what people think about me (laughs) with skiing and with other things too. (laughs) So it comes naturally to me, ignoring that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of whether you choose to pay attention to any of that garbage and, you know, whether you give it any kind of weight in your mind. And there's no reason to. All that really matters is kind of your take on the on the whole situation and focusing on, you know, your mission. Does the idea of, like, someone doubting you inspire you to work harder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the things that fires me up the most uh, when someone doubts me, for sure. I actually love it when people do that. Gets me revved up. Um, uh, one example of, of, of that is uh, last year, getting ready to start some races at um, Hinterstoder, uh, my second World Cup series. And I was talking to the coach. I said, so, you know, am I going to start this super combined race? And he told me, yeah, I'll reluctantly let you start because you haven't dominated on the circuit uh, below the World Cup, which is the Noram Cup. And I was sort of sitting there saying to myself, are you freaking kidding me? You're telling me you're going to reluctantly let me start? Like, come on. Like, don't you have any kind of, any faith in me? And that really fired me up. And, and then on that, that race, I 
definitely performed better than I thought I would, and, and a lot of other people did. And I was 30th on the Super G run of the combined, and skiing well in the slalom. I ultimately didn't finish in the slalom, but uh, I was on track to have a, a really strong race there. I skied, skied really well there, despite not finishing the second round. So yeah, it definitely, definitely gets me fired up. Yeah, I think those doubts are something every athlete can kind of relate. And can you speak of your state of mind when you're at the starting line, knowing that there are probably millions of people watching at that moment? Uh, when I'm in the start gate, whether it's, you know, in a race or in training, it's I try and go for a pretty similar mindset no matter what the circumstances are. Like I said, I kind of focus in on, on my cues and, and maybe one sort of you know, phrase or thought that's going to, get me fired up into the right mentality and that's that's what I, I direct my attention towards no matter what the circumstances are yeah and so whilst competing at the world junior championships did you learn anything from the stamp yeah i mean i'd say world juniors kind of taught me to um trust um my skiing a little bit more in the in the sense that i didn't need to try and reach for something that was uh that i didn't have in my skiing um it kind of just taught me to trust what i was already able to do a little bit more and just put that forward instead of trying to instead of trying to reach reach for something that you know was was beyond me yeah and our last question is what has been the most important lessons that you've learned as an athlete um starting from high school up until now like really anything that you'd like to share yeah i'd say the most important thing for me and i think for a lot of athletes and it's a pretty universal bit of knowledge is is believing in yourself that's that's definitely the number one thing if you can muster that belief in yourself and, and believe that you can do it and that you will do it just that alone is going to increase your uh, chances of actually doing it tremendously it's for sure been been huge in, in my career and, and i think pretty much every athlete can agree that believing in yourself is is uh, incredibly important and um, really invaluable to any athlete and and it goes outside of athletics as well. You know, um, whatever kind of task you're you're doing, belief in yourself is has a tremendous effect on on your performance, no matter what what you're trying to do. Definitely, yeah, that's great. Is there anything else you'd like to share, George? Because that's all of our questions. And yeah, um, I think I think that about covers it. I think you guys hit it on just about everything. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks so much for sharing your insights and on skiing. I thought it was really cool, and I hope our audience will appreciate it. Um, yeah, th thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Enjoyed it. Good luck. All right, thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the My Design Sports Podcast. Before you leave, please show some love for the podcast by subscribing, liking, and commenting. Stay tuned for next month's podcast with a new guest speaker. 